Welcome to another edition of the Digital Dialogue Podcast from Virally. Each week, we will be discussing all things digital marketing for the modern marketer. We will have some really smart guests and opinions, so make sure to listen in each week. Enjoy the show. Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the Virally Podcast with me, David Shaw. This week, we are interviewing um, Paul Stephen from Sagittarius Marketing, who are a leading digital marketing agency in Kent. And the subject matter we're going to be talking about today is the travel industry and how it's been affected as a result of digital. So uh, welcome along, Paul. Hello, David. Pleased to be here. Fantastic. So, if you would mind just telling us a little bit about uh, your role at Sagittarius and what Sagittarius do, just so for people to understand exactly who you guys are. Uh, yeah, so my name's Paul Stephen. I'm the CEO of uh, Sagittarius Marketing. We're uh, about 20 people here at the moment, and we specialise in the travel sector. We help them with digital marketing and their website, website conversions, that sort of thing. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Um, and one of the sort of the niches that you guys work in is the travel industry. Um, how do you feel as over the last couple of years um, the the buying process has changed as a result of digital, particularly in this particular niche? Um, I think, in particular, the last few years, it's it's accelerated, or the change has accelerated dramatically. Uh, the use of mobile for browsing and shopping if you like, uh, is, is, is very prevalent on, in mobile just generally, but in the travel sector particularly, uh, the use of the tablet for browsing whilst they're watching telly at the same time or whatever is now, is now massive. It's uh, changed the way that even older people who are shopping for holidays has changed as well onto the tablet. That means now more premium holidays are being sold online. So it's, it's changed a lot in the last two or three years. Absolutely. Do you th- and I think one of the things that's, uh, that really made a massive difference is um, things like TripAdvisor um, on how nobody would go abroad, I don't think, today um, without you know, first checking out their location and their hotel on, on TripAdvisor. Um, how do you think that's made a, a very significant uh, impact? I, th- I think this goes back to the fact that most people, when they go on holiday, they don't just go somewhere cold. They've either read about it, re- read a review, or, you know, before the world of the internet, if you like, their friend will have been there and they'll come back and say, oh, we've just come back from so-and-so and uh, uh, it was great, you should go it. And then you would check it out and then you would go through a sort of whole process of perhaps going into your travel agent and sort of talking to the lady behind there, uh, the, the travel assistant who would then sort of give you some advice, give you some brochures, etc. So I don't think we've changed as such, but the tools that are there are different. So now you will be inspired potentially by somebody sharing their photos on Facebook and, and making you very jealous where they are or whatever. And then then you would want to investigate it further. And things like TripAdvisor are just sort of maybe one of many um, things that affect the decisions that you make. I think TripAdvisor particularly um, does attract uh, a mixed audience, shall we say. And I think people are getting slightly more savvy as to sort of taking some of the, the comments you know, with a pinch of salt, because some people seem to, you get such a mixture. But I think actually the sort of the good and the bad can 
can give more sort of credibility to to the reviews that are there. Absolutely, I think I've heard in many cases where negative reviews have actually been, you know, uh, have actually made purchases as a result of that. Particularly, if you think the example of if I'm looking for a big boutique hotel and a family with children happen to visit that one and then start talking about the the, the, the low lighting and the dark <laughs> the hallways and so on. Well, that's the reason I, I want to go to that particular type of hotel. So sometimes it works the other way around. The negative reviews can uh, can actually be the, the driving force to a sale. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that for me affects uh, the reviews is actually people not mis-selling in the first place. We, we work with a few travel providers. So, for example, if they're selling a very sort of cheap, cost-effective, spit-and-sawdust accommodation, but it's been sold as sort of premium or whatever, then, of course, the review's going to come back and say, oh, it was rubbish, it was it was tacky, whereas actually you'll, you'll see in the reviews there's loads of other people saying, oh, it was much better than we thought it would be, it was really good value, no frills, but, but really good value. And, and it comes down to people's expectations when they arrive, really. So that's why the reviews aren't always that, um, I don't know, true. Uh, you have to sort of look at them in context and understand sort of how people entered into that Absolutely. into that place. I think it's um, people generally, there's not many vanilla reviews out there. It's, it's, it's the extremes, isn't it? The people that either absolutely loved it and are definitely going back or the people that had an <laughs> awful time and then want uh, somewhere to sort of vent that anger. And uh, obviously now I've got this public place where they can tell the world exactly what they thought. But I think how many successful holidays that nobody talks about necessarily. Yeah, sadly, people do uh, are more motivated to share their experience when they have a negative one. It's, uh, I don't know, perhaps human nature, maybe not always to, to share the fact that you've had a great time. But I think that's the job of the brand now is to to encourage people to share. I mean, like I say, on Facebook, people are always very pleased to share that their photos or pictures of their family when they're on holiday, etc. Um, so it, it's happening that way, but not necessarily on something like TripAdvisor. And I think that's it. There's a there's a sort of a big move in marketing at the moment towards uh, the collating of user generated content. And I think, like you mentioned earlier, from the social media, people sharing those those pictures and videos and experiences are a, a, a huge part of, of that driving force behind other people making those buying decisions. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we do with a few of the customers is make sure that we use the mobile. That what mobile has enabled us to do really is gather feedback in a timely manner. So. Um, if whilst someone is on holiday or on their last day of the holiday, we send them out an email or a text or whatever, asking them if they had a good holiday, a good time, etc. And you make that very mobile friendly and easy for them to share, then they're very willing actually to hit, you know, give you a rating of one to five, etc. And then it's very easy to sort of then capture that data and put it on the, on the, the brand's website so that there is lots of positive sort of feedback as well as the, the stuff that you might find on third-party sites. Absolutely. I think if I sort of, without wanting to age myself too much, remember sort of my first initial the buying process for sort of buying holidays, I remember going through teletext um, and sort of going through the different um, holiday options then, and it was all very much geared around just literally the location, city, and a rating and price. And that was about as much information as we can get without, you could do that from your home, and that was sort of the first sort of, if you like, um, mobile experiences um, or outside of the travel agents of sort of uh, of trying to purchase a holiday and that's all the information we got but yet I still did actually purchase holidays off the back of that um, and then obviously to think <clears throat> the where the, the travel agent is today and th- th- where do you feel so the sort of the high street brand travel agent you know where are they at today that you know from where people used to go in there as you say and have a relationship with their advisor um, and then go through the various different brochures you know and, and the still images you know how is there a still a place today for the travel agent well I think what 
what things like Teletext did back in the day was they, they kind of created a, a race to the bottom for the, the, the cheapest price and, and generally the, the, the uh, Teletext was being used for sort of late deals and late space etc and, and really the internet has pretty much replaced that in terms of getting a late deal but I think where the travel agent kind of still has a place and this is the challenge for digital is that Generally, you used to go into a travel agent because you wanted to be inspired. A lot of customers, when they're, when they're looking for a family holiday, have some ideas of the sort of places they would go. But actually, they used to go and talk to the lady in the travel agent who had you know, recommended somewhere that they liked last year, so they trusted that person. So they go in and they would, that, they would then be able to tell them, well, well, this year you might want to consider so-and-so, or this is proving particularly popular this year, etc. So I think uh, as a consumer, we haven't changed, actually. I think we still perhaps are open-minded to where we might go, um, but we want to be inspired. So from a digital perspective, that's our job, is to still try and inspire people, uh, to try and give them enough information that they've got the confidence to buy it, give them reviews, give them testimonials from other clients so that they're sort of reassured that, that, that uh, this is a good choice for something. You know, it's, it's a big deal. It's, it's probably one of the biggest purchase anybody makes in in their sort of year, their calendar year. So um, people want to make sure they spend their money wisely. Absolutely. And do you, and do you think that, because um, I completely agree with you, trust is the huge element of that. We you know there's, there's whole TV um, programs dedicated to these, that the horror stories that you know you can find with these holidays. So obviously, for the hoteliers and um, I- I- abroad and in the UK, I think it's you know no longer can they hide behind a poor service any longer. Mm. Um, but in terms of sort of that inspiration element, uh, where do you think social plays a, a role in that? I think it's massive, really. It's it's very very important. Um, if, as I said earlier, if you consider. Uh, the, the the big rise in, in the use of mobile and tablet is where people are browsing and shopping but that browsing and shopping is looking at reviews, comparing prices seeing what other people think so all the different social channels, not just your, your Facebook friends but all the different uh, forums that someone might end up sharing their experience on are a very important part of people making uh, a, a buying decision and uh, I think it's also now having that um, that continuous flow of uh, of user generated content that can people now go and consume um, about their locations um, and that um, about where they're going. Um, there's so much more than just the original stills that you know the, the the travel agent might have just produced. There's obviously all that user generated content they can now look around and, like you said, get the trust element from their friends and family. Um, and what about this? Um, the, I, is there much of a still of a notion where people are then sort of creating their own holidays, this sort of um, Expedia-style uh, trip where people are then sort of buying the individual elements as opposed to the packet holidays? Where do you think sort of the industry is moving towards now we've got access to all of that information? Well, the whole industry's massively changed. I mean, the, the ability to do a, a DIY um, package is, is really extremely easy. Um, I mean, now we're even doing the, the travel agents and the tour operators out of business with things like Airbnb coming along where you can literally just um, book your accommodation yourself, not even using a, a, an intermediary. Um, so the, the travel industry has a challenge. I mean, of course, by using a, a tour operator, you're then abter and atoll and your you're, you're, you're kind of holiday is protected, particularly if there's a, a flight cancellation and those sorts of things. So those are the dangers of going um, DIY. But, um, you know, it's, it's fair to say there's, a, there's, there's a, a massive amount of people who don't who, who do it themselves. 
It's a really good point on the the Airbnb element, obviously, because they they're a real disruptor into the um, sort of the hotel space. But I think there's um, there's a long way to come on that particular argument. I think people are still not realising um, that, like you mentioned, uh, and rightly so, you know how these are not protected, like, you know, uh, establishments, and there's no sort of real guarantees there. And, and I, I don't know um, that it's right for sort of the the, the travel industry as a such, unless it's sort of maybe for a business trip and so on. But for more the the package holiday types. I don't know that they're I still think there's a need for that that protection to be in place yeah like I said it's 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 people's usually for for a, for a family holiday certainly it's their usually their largest expense of the year so uh, it's a big deal that it, it, it's protected and of course if you're you're using sort of uh, or doing a DIY yourself there's all sorts of things that can go wrong on a holiday in terms of flights missing transfers and all sorts of things like that so that, uh, and if it's a holiday company it's their job to sort of put that right because ultimately the holiday is about the whole experience you know it doesn't matter what holiday company you use or if you do it yourself the the destination kind of doesn't change it's it's the delivery and all the all the components of that holiday which actually um make make you know add up to the sum of if you had a great holiday or not it's the same as like when you go to a restaurant you can have a great evening but if the and the food mean amazing but if the the dessert was wrong or maybe just the 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 waitress is a little bit miserable the whole experience is ruined and and travel has that challenge as well it has so many components that have to get right um and that's where things like TripAdvisor uh, can sometimes be where people vent their frustration you know as a as a holiday company you may have done everything right and you get one thing wrong and uh, the customer can turn on you which is why I'm just sort of fascinated by the, the the role of the agent, and particularly you know the high street brands and their their high street presence. Um, the buying process has has changed without a doubt, and as you say, you know mobile and um, and tablets playing a huge part in that in that buying process and how people are are finding these holidays. Um, but ultimately, I think still, I, I'm thinking for myself here and sort of holidays future planned. You know, there's still actually uh, quite a lot of work to be done in, in, in getting that inspiration, uh, you know, and shifting through. There are so many locations and, you know, everyone's, I know it's easier, obviously, you know, we can now you know, filter by budget and so on. But I still wonder if there is a role for having a, a relationship with a human being who can then sort of take that, those elements of what you want. You know, we, we pay for convenience in today's world and with the amount of information that's uh, available in actual Maybe it's, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think it maybe can actually overwhelm people by the amount of choice they've now got? Well, I think uh, the, the role of the travel agent has kind of changed and it's, it's probably more difficult to be all things to all people. Um, your sort of general uh, travel agents are kind of struggling, but with the work that we do with ABTA, there's a still a, a lot of travel agents out there, but generally the ones that succeed are the ones who are specialists. They're either specialists in Egypt or North America or, or whatever, and there's, those people are doing very well because people want the expertise. So I think that's that, that's where uh, you used to go to a travel agent because that person was going to be the only person who could tell you if Ibiza or Marbella or wherever was the right place for you to go with your family. Whereas now that sort of that level of information and where people are competing on price, um, etc., is is all available online. But the human touch is still what's what's required. I mean, we we we're trying to sort of push as much of that human touch into the digital. Um, space as possible one of the areas uh, that we're trying to do that is particularly if you've got a, a client um, sorry what I'm saying is that the, the 
travel is one of those things where you tend to go back you know the people you trust you know the brands you trust so the digital in, in a digital space we have to do what we can to try and personalize that experience so we need to look at what people have bought in the past look at when they traveled and the sort of things they like and then we're able to inspire them based on what we know about them already we don't need to just look at what they've bought in the past either we can also look at maybe some of their social likes and 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 what their friends like and just sort of understand where they live in the world and maybe even if we can get some of their sort of socioeconomic data and then we can start to be more inspiring and add the more sort of personal human touch so that's that's really the challenge for for digitally is to try and bring in that that personalization element into the buying process which is obviously being lost as a result of the lack of retail um, and now moving into uh, a sort of more of an online buying process it's now that's the challenge is it to try and uh, create the the personal element into the digital buying process yeah and it's it's very powerful uh, I mean we, we none of us we all get too much email and we're all exposed to too much advertising but actually if it's relevant to us um, we're actually very receptive to it um, certainly in the experience we've had we just you know by introducing elements of personalization into into the website into our emails into the social media advertising that we do we get massive sort of uplifts and and you know just uh, one of our clients skiweekends.com we introduced some basic personalization in that we're changing the banners on the home page based on the advertising that they've they've come to uh, come come to the site from um, looking at, at just sort of filtering out stuff that you, you don't want them to have to to uh, to wade through just keeping it clean and simple and and that sort of resulted in a sort of 55 percent increase in the amount of people getting to the booking process so that's just kind of basic stuff uh, and now we'll we, you know we're sort of moving that on and sending out targeted emails based on um, the, the the where they went last year there's no good offering them a uh, if they if this time last year they booked a sort of 1200 pound holiday there's no good there's, there's no point so trying to sell them a, a sort of three or four hundred pound holiday right now this kind of that you, you're selling them, trying to sell them the wrong thing so it's being cleverer with the data that you've got i think yes i think we've highlighted there really quite that's been enlightening for myself is actually it comes back to relationships again and sort of the as each of these uh, travel agencies and uh, and operators they need to start rebuilding those relationships on a digital level start understanding their consumer and understanding as much information or as data as you as you put it to uh, about them where they've previously gone um, you know what they liked what they didn't like in order to try and personalize that experience um, and yeah and maintain that relationship to ensure you know next time it comes around to booking um, they make that, that that process as simple and easy as possible, um, and obviously, but now trying to do that and meet the consumer where where they are, which is uh, normally the screen that's in front of them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's what they need to do. It's what the customer expects as well. But it's no mean feat. You know, this this is the 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 challenge that all businesses have not just in the travel sector they have the the the, the consumer expects this level of personalization they expect things to be joined up they don't have to keep expect them to tell people the same things again and again just as they used to be able to walk into their their travel agent or their store and expect to be recognized by the assistant who helped them last time and that person remember that they they bought a particular type of product that's what people's expectation is so that that's a problem because that requires a, a, a quite a lot of investment from a technology point of view to try and simulate that level of uh, of recognition and and personalisation. 
I completely, yeah, absolutely. That is real journey. It's now, like we said earlier, replicating what we used to get in the the high street shop, um, and that that level of uh, personalization and uh, and that they will they will do the work for us. They will find that the information for it. You know, it's now replicating that online, which I believe is possible. Um, it's certainly the information is certainly there. Um, the, the data. It's now a case of of displaying it and meeting the consumer um, where they want at a time when they want, um, and, and giving that relevant. And information it's uh, it's certainly a challenge and how at Sagittarius sort of um, have you got any examples of uh, some things that you guys have done that have uh, sort of enhanced like you mentioned earlier about the sort of 50 percent uprise there so other sort of things that you guys are looking to do or have done already that's going to sort of increase that personalization in that process well one of the really easy ones to do um, particularly for uh, holidays is the, the 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 prices are easy to change based on where you're flying from so obviously lead-in prices if you were if you were looking in a travel agent's window in the southeast as opposed to in liverpool that of course the prices and the 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 you know what they would display in the window would be from the local airport so just even doing simple things like that so that when you come to the home page and when you're browsing around the site making the lead-in prices um, based on the departure point that's nearest to the person because you know kind of roughly at least uh, where in the country they're coming to the site equally that means that when you go to the search tools you can half fill the information you know what their local airport is if they want to change it to something else then fine I mean that's the sort of thing that we do. It's the sort of thing that people like EasyJet do and Monarch do. It's quite sort of straightforward stuff to do. But it just it does what I call reduce the friction. Equally, just looking at the sort of amount of people that they're they're booking. So for example, if, if you can see that they're they're searching and they're putting in two adults, two children, for example, then it's very easy to then start you know leave that where it is rather than keep you know when I come back to the site I have them to do that again but equally you now know they're probably booking for a family so just even the photos on the site just making sure there's family photos rather than maybe couples or or sort of for business travel or whatever just trying to make it feel like this is a site and a brand that understands me just get that sort of uh, empathy yeah I think that really makes sense if you are um, uh, a 19 year old looking to book you know uh, a lads or a girls holiday then you'd want to be displayed a very different set of information and imagery and uh, and content as to would you say yeah uh, a family with two or three children they're going to again want very different um, and so by using technologies so Sagittarius then can, can make that experience unique and individual to them depending on the information that you already know about that particular mm. visitor and ensuring you get that right and is it, this is something I've not personally seen happen seen a great deal that's, that's been out but this sort of work that you're doing today yeah it's stuff that we're doing now we're doing it for a year or two really it kind of goes back to um, old fashioned marketing principles really of, of, of of testing and segmentation really so it's kind of not a new principle but it, it's something that we're we're integrating into into the the whole sort of buying process you know we try to work with clients to to not think about just acquisition of new clients but keeping the ones that they've already got or ones that they they've the data they've already collected rather than trying to sort of take a blunderbuss approach to to marketing and going out and getting thousands of people to put in the top of the funnel when actually they've got lots and and just looking at that conversion I think you're absolutely right. There's it's a term that has been coined a few times recently. This retention is the new acquisition, um, and in actual fact, I think you're right. If they take the time to to gather the data as much data as they can in the first instance and concentrate on getting that experience unique and exceptional, and then taking that ex- that data and that experience, and then you know keeping keep continue to market to your customers. Um, 
you know, throughout the year, you know, depending on what sort of information they want. It, it takes time and effort, and I think um, I think that's probably the challenge. Would you agree, Paul, in the sense that these people in the travel industry they need to see that the buying process has changed you know digital has totally disrupted this model i think everybody knows it it's now a case of finding the ones that are prepared to invest in the right technology and actually invest into that buyer's journey and understand all the touch points um from prospect to customer and then to a repeat customer yeah, yeah. Use the phrase. It, it, this is happening to the travel industry, if you like. Really, is as it's happening to any, the retail out. It, it's not like the travel industry itself is wanting, almost wanting the change, but it's, mm. it's happening to it. So, uh, if you're a brand or a tour operator or a travel agent, you kind of have to accept that. You you kind of got to roll with the punches. You can't sort of uh, work against it. You've got to say, right, okay. I've I've got to embrace this, um, and that, that that is tough because uh, travel as a sector particularly is quite slim on margins. There's lots of intermediaries and people wanting their piece of the pie, so uh, travel is notoriously well known for not being a lot of money in it. So to to to, to be spending quite a lot of money on on IT and technology uh, is quite a challenge for for some people. But uh, in this day and age, um, that's how the travel brands that succeed can only succeed if they if they embrace it there's a, an ever dying breed of people who can just rely on the the, the high street travel agent and the and the personal service totally there's always going to be a niche for that and i talk to quite a few travel brands all the time at the moment really who who have been they don't want to change because they haven't had to change they've been like they are for tens of years um, and then I think they're also now realising that just in the last couple of years that they can't get away with that anymore. They, they, they've got to make a change. So they're playing catch-up. And quite a lot of uh, um, tour operators and, and travel agents are, are small, niche, maybe family businesses. Um, so it's quite, it's quite a big deal. Um, it's kind of one of those things where a lot of travel agents are, or travel companies are quite small, maybe family-owned businesses and have grown from nothing or from very small beginnings innings um or they are sort of tui travel who are sort of or, or completely the other end of the spectrum and they're the, the the middle ground there aren't many in between absolutely and um is there any examples that you can think of of a, a company that's doing this well out there at the moment um well the ones uh, that we we kind of site uh, certainly in the the flights part of the business is is monarch and uh easyjet are very good at um personalizing the flights that they offer you making sure when you come onto their landing pages um uh, that they, they kind of remember you from last time etc i have to mention our own client skiweekends.com who's up for something like seven travel awards this year for the for the work that we've we've done in terms of uh, personalizing the experience and the the conversion optimization of clients and the, the work we've done on mobile looking at how we can improve the whole sort of uh, customer communication using using mobile as well so they're, they're coming through um, but uh, they, they're still the minority absolutely I think it's a really interesting challenge because I think in particularly in social media, you know, and you mentioned sort of the the airlines, they are it's notorious, you know, they they can't do they can't do right even if they did right. They're always going to be <laughs> the the cited um, examples in social media because it's a stressful experience, um, you know, particularly for for people with families, you know, to you know to to leave home with your luggage, you know, to get to the airport, to make it on time, to get the whole through. 
Um, and it, they're one of the most you know cited examples when it comes to people complaining about it. Um, and yet there's the odd example where they really sort of they can do it right. Um, and I think it's for the entire travel industry. I think it is one of the things, if it goes wrong because it's such an important event. And as you say, one of the you know the biggest expenses uh, a family or an individual will shell out during the year um, it's got to go right. Otherwise, they are going to then use these you know these public channels you know such as social media to to vent their frustrations. Um, it's a real challenge for the entire industry. Yeah, picking up on that, that social media pit there, um, one of the other things that we've really seen change over the last, just almost the, just the last year or so really, is people using social media as their communication channel with the brand. So uh, 24-7, using Facebook or Twitter particularly to uh, ask about an update on a flight or you know whereas they would have called the sort of customer helpline or perhaps complained or whatever they will use uh, to complain they they will use social media now to do that they will expect a brand to be able to respond to a, a facebook direct message or a tweet or whatever so um that's a real challenge for brands as well is to just again it's happening to them rather than by their own their own will people expect to be communicated with in that way and they expect that if they've got a problem on sunday night and they put a posting on facebook to say i'm not happy about something they'd expect somebody from that brand or that travel that tour company to to actually respond to it I think that I think you're absolutely right. It is. It's that expectation um, that we do. We expect a response. And I saw a recent survey that people expect a response from a brand certainly within 24 hours, but ultimately we probably in under four hours they're mm. expecting a response. And I think, in particularly, if you think about look from an airliner's perspective, they'll probably want an instant response. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're getting. We're getting into this information on demand. We seem to want expect everything on demand and expect everything to be perfect every single time um, it's simply not the case um, and it's, it's certainly a, a challenging industry to, to manage that yeah I, I, and, and and that's just the way it is I mean travel particularly air and weather and all the rest of it affects things so you know things happen things change you know there's the there's not even dare I say it's not even the airline's fault sometimes when that kind of stuff happens um, but as with all things in the world if you communicate that properly you deal with it in the right way it's very easy for you to be able to turn a lemon into lemonade as i say really and, and if people are communicated with um then they don't get irate whereas if they don't communicate that is a wind up for everyone that's fantastic that's been really really useful paul um if people want to find out more about yourself and sagittarius what's the sort of the best information they can find uh certainly our website which is at www.sagittarius.agency that's where you'll find most of the information um and, and find me on the team page there's all links to my linkedin and uh and facebook etc on there fantastic and your twitter handle for an organization uh the my own one is paul r stephen and the sagittarius one is sagittarius mktg Fantastic. Really appreciate your time today, Paul. Thank you, David.